Hi, and welcome to another episode of Canadian Manufacturing Talks. Today, my guest is David Manila, Product Manager at Sciometric. We had a very educational conversation about Sciometric Studio 2.0, software that's helping manufacturers optimize their production lines through data, and we also talked about uh, Industry 4.0 adoption across the industry. I'm wondering if uh, you can maybe explain to some of our readers or, or listeners later what um, SPC and process signature analysis is and how that sort of stuff comes up in manufacturing. So process signature analysis is basically a term that's used to define, uh, say, what a, what a characteristic process looks like. Say, if you have a discrete process, a manufacturing process where you're, uh, say, leak testing, leak testing a part, a part that's being process signature could typically be, say, the pressure of that leak test over time as it's being as it's being tested. And Symmetric um, and other and other companies could take this process signature and evaluate it to determine whether that leak test was successful or not, or whether that leak test conformed to the specification limits uh, of, that, of that part under test. So you could use that information to tell whether you have a defective part or uh, whether that part is uh, acceptable for future use. Uh, statistical process control, or SBC, is typically evaluating process data uh, over t- over a time series, over a trend, and say in a, in a, in a, any given day, if you're leak testing parts, you might have you know one sample data point for every part that you've tested, and you might that might be called leak rate or something like that. If you have say you've tested three thousand parts during the day, so you would have three thousand samples that you could evaluate using statistical process control tools. And now what you can do is you can evaluate whether that process is in control or not. You can do that through various uh, various methods. You can evaluate things about the process, like uh, what is your process capability? So how how well is that process um, conforming to your specification limits and how tight and centered is it? Through? And so SPC uh, can be used to tell whether you're in control or not. Is your process drifting towards uh, limits that, uh, that would be undesirable? Um, do you have uh, bias in your, in your data? So imagine if you were leak testing parts that were perhaps coming from two different suppliers, you might see differences in the leak test you know, based on the properties of these two different parts. And SPC could give you an indication uh, of, that that is occurring um, by evaluating those data sets. Correct me if I'm wrong, SBC uh, testing is um, evaluating data sets to make production lines a little bit more e- efficient and uh, productive and be, be able to sort of streamline and get rid of um, uh, whether it's leaks or faulty parts and things like that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to uh, Symmetric's um, Studio uh, 2.0, I'm wondering how exactly it's applied to a production line. Um, that doesn't have a lot of technology. Basically, I'm curious if uh, Studio 2.0 can be used on production lines that don't, uh, that aren't really automated, uh, are you know still require a lot of uh, uh, you know people to manage and monitor them, or if they uh, or if Studio 2.0 can only be used in conjunction with something that's highly automated, a lot of robots uh, in the facility uh, in conjunction with other software or something like that. Uh, no, absolutely. Um... Uh, you know, Studio 2.0 can be used in uh, environments where there is less automation uh, than, and, and so you could have manual operations uh, where we might have an operator performing a, say, a 
a semi-automatic or, or a manual operation. Typically, uh, what we're doing is we're measuring um, uh, process variables. So there, typically you'd want to be measuring something that is um, going to be critical to quality. So this variable that you're measuring should be able to tell you whether you're making, uh, you know, whether you have a good process or not. Uh, in some cases, you know, that, that, that measurement might be coming from a direct sensor, something that is, that is actually measuring the physical characteristics of whatever's happening. Um, sometimes that information might come in through uh, a gateway where that information is coming from, say, another device, um, and it might be a file transfer or a, a different different type of interface that that's transferring the data. Um, in some cases, it can be as um, uh, as simple as a as a keyboard. In some cases, where an operator is actually making a manual measurement and then translating that into you know, by by typing that on an operator screen. Um, so there's a, a number of different ways to obtain. Uh, that information. In some cases, uh, it might not be a numerical measurement, but it might actually be an image um, that is being that is being transmitted. This could be um, uh, this could be something as simple as a, an operator taking a taking a photo of something uh, that could actually be a, a vision system as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So it looks like yeah, it can be applied across um, you know a number of different uh, verticals. So uh, you touched on this a little bit. Um, it, you know, we can obviously take data from, uh, you know, manual operators, keyboard clicks, images. I'm wondering what kinds of data sets are collected by Studio 2.0 and sort of uh, where and uh, what are some of its most common applications in, in, in that you're seeing in production lines? Well, typically across any any manufacturing line where you are actually, you know, building something, putting things together um, and testing the functionality uh, of, that, of that product before it's, you know, before it's packaged up and, and uh, shipped to, you know, to customers. So that, you know, we, this could typically be, you know, uh, um, something as sophisticated as an engine line, uh, where you have multiple components being, you know, being put together to, to develop a, a complete engine. And that engine might actually be tested at the end of the line with, uh, uh, it, it could be a hot test where it's actually running, uh, you know, uh, running as if it's in a vehicle, but it's actually not, it's a test station. Uh, it could be a cold test as well, where you're actually not running the engine, but you're you're actually turning the engine uh, with the drive line and measuring all of the key critical components uh, of that um, uh, of that engine, and verifying that the engine will run once you actually do uh, put it in a vehicle. Um, and it could also be, uh, other manufacturing uh, examples could be you know essentially medical devices, anything that's being crimped or formed. Uh, so those processes are, are quite common in terms of measurements gauging operations. So you're measuring the, uh, the dimensional uh, um, aspects of, of different components before they're put together, comparing those to, to specifications. Uh, and I did mention leak testing uh, a little bit uh, earlier. Um, uh, leak testing is a very common uh, um, test application where you're actually verifying the integrity of something that's fairly complex, but you know, just in, in essence, just checking whether it leaks or not. Um, so, uh, those those would be typical things that we've we've done in the past in terms of the types of data that we would collect in most of these cases what we're we're doing is a, at the test station level collecting information from from the process as, as it's occurring those values get applied to specification limits to determine whether that process right at the point of manufacture 
uh, is acceptable or not. And if it is acceptable, uh, the, the part is allowed to, to continue online. Uh, if the uh, process is not acceptable, if it's failed the spec limit, typically that that uh, part is rejected. And uh, depending on the, the you know the what's being manufactured, that could go into repair a repair process or it could go into scrap, that sort of thing. Uh, other types of uh, uh, information that uh, that's collected um, at the test station level are the process signatures. So not only do we do we record and maintain the static values that I mentioned, the feature limits that, that are used to pass or fail the parts. Uh, we save the entire process signature. And what's important about this is this allows us at, at further stages down the road, allows us to, we can use that information to get an idea of how uh, how parts conform. So you get the full picture at that point. And so you don't, you're not just evaluating that one single point, but you have the entire replay of that process, and you so you can look back at that historically, and get an idea if um, there were any subtleties that were different, say in uh, one process compared to another. Um, it allows us to do uh, sandbox testing on parts that have previously been created um, and tested, and we can come up with new algorithms uh, on how to test or how to tease out different defect analysis um, on existing data. Uh, so this is a very, pow very powerful tool in terms of um, uh, being able to develop tests without having to run new parts. Um, you can do selective recalls with this, uh, with this information as well. If you, have, if you have parts that have come back from the field that are, that are serialized, um, you can look at the, at the raw signature, uh, signatures from these parts that have come back that are defective and get an idea of how they were tested, but also look at their process signatures and trying to determine what's different from them. And so you can go through back through the line and all of the different processes that were collected for those parts, identify what's different, and then come up with an analysis algorithm that you can run on your entire on your entire uh, database and try and identify if there are other instances of that same characteristic that you found in these defective parts. And so, uh, you know, we would call that a, a surgical recall where, you know, you're not quarantining months to months worth of data uh, or parts for that matter, but you are, um, you're actually coming up with an active list of serial numbers that potentially uh, could have the same defect. And so uh, this could really limit the, the you know, the, the exposure for a manufacturer. Interesting. Um, and I, I, I'm assuming a lot of this data can also be used, uh, I, I guess, in terms of like predictive modeling to um, maybe make things more efficient and, and, and um, you know, avoid uh, future defects and things like that as well. With that in mind, um, I'm sort of curious um, how you're seeing Studio 2.0 used today, how it's being applied today, if there are any use cases that you uh, that you know of where, you know, manufacturing production lines have, have really, you know, increased their output or reduced the, you know, recall on, on products through Studio 2.0. Um, one of the things you really touched on that, I, that I'm trying to get around to is um, Studio 2.0's potential in medical devices. And I'm wondering if uh, PPE manufacturers have started to take advantage of Studio 2.0, because it seems like a great opportunity for them to really cut down on, you know, a whole bunch of defective mass and things like that, or are they are? Or do you see them already doing that? Yeah, we've uh, we've been working with a few um, medical device manufacturers, and um, 
you know, in, in one specific case, uh, you know, this, this manufacturer is basically digitizing their, their existing process where this specific manufacturer um, has a lot of manual operations uh, where a lot of digital data is not being collected, uh, you know, at, at each part of the process. And uh, a key part of, you know, this, this initiative was to digitize their, their, their process and uh, eliminate the paper trail. Um, and so, you know, reduce some of the operator error that they might be seeing uh, with, you know, with the recording of information. Um, also, some of the uh, inefficiencies, you know, of, of manually uh, writing all this information down, having someone uh, proof this information as well. And so there's a lot of du duplication of efforts in that case. Um, and so in this specific uh, uh, instance that, you know, that manufacturer is, um, is essentially taking you know what they've done uh, for for years on paper uh, and manually applying limits that sort of thing and uh, uh, once they have a failed part you know he would go into a you know a quarantine area and that sort of thing with the, with the traveler now all of that is is uh, digitized where they're collecting that information uh, using the same measurement actually uh, they're they're using hand calipers and that sort of thing but those those calipers are uh, digitizing that information and sending it uh, to a data gateway, which then can be read by Studio 2.0. This whole process now being digitized um, takes a lot of the burden from the operator in terms of making those decisions, whether this part has failed or passed. Uh, that information now uh, can be reviewed uh, with, uh, you know, histor with historical data, uh, with the mention I, what I mentioned earlier with the uh, looking at um, historical data. Uh, you can, and especially if you have serialized information, that data now is uh, extremely valuable where you can, you know, you can do uh, uh, post analytics, trying to determine if you do have uh, defects, you know, through the population, through a, say something new that's been, that's been identified. Uh, that's, that'd be a, a key benefit of uh, say uh, specifically a medical device manufacturer. It was a, an implantable device that, uh, okay. that, uh, that is putting. Yeah. Um, uh, so I guess uh, moving on, I think um, the only other question I had was um, uh, obviously how different Studio 2.0 is from some of the other software programs that are optimizing production lines, but also uh, not just that, but also how far along is, um, you know, Industry 4.0 adoption and digitizing production lines and, um, and how many manufacturers are still, uh, you know, stuck in the past, so to speak, and um, or uh, is Siometric seeing, you know, widespread adoption, especially because of COVID and reduced, you know, production lines in a lot of cases, uh, is, is adoption well underway or are you, are you still seeing that uh, a lot of manufacturers are hesitant? Yeah, I, I would say we're, you know, I think we're still in the early phase of, you know, industry 4.0 or the industrial internet of things. Starting to see that, say in the last, in the last year or two, uh, getting some traction. Symmetric has been around for about uh, 35 years now and has uh, worked with signature analysis uh, uh, at some to some point uh, since about uh, 1994, working in, in that aspect um, at the test station level and at the analytics level. But what we're starting to see is with more and more information being digi digitized and available, it, it's not just coming from test stations. We're starting to see environmental input of thing coming in uh, and the more information that is available um, that can be used to 
draw correlations uh, when when things do go wrong. And so things like barometric pressure or temperature, uh, um, you know, even you know the if there's a pallet number that uh, pallet that is you know that is that is used to carry the parts around, things like that can be useful in identifying whether there are issues related to to those types of variables. Symmetric uh, as a whole, you know, it, if you look at it as the, you know, the, the Venn diagram of SPC tools and and other types of um, uh, quality software, I would say we 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 do fit, uh, you know, somewhere somewhere in the middle of that where we do have um, a comprehensive set of uh, statistical process tools to allow you to you know, evaluate whether the process is within control or not. We also have um, Process signature analysis, which allows you to you know to 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 verify whether you know, each specific process is uh, behaving and conforming to specifications. We do fit a little bit differently. Uh, I think you had mentioned MES earlier. A little bit different than a manufacturing execution system, which really tracks more of the uh, you know, what's what's going on on the line at that specific time, and deals with bombs and that sort of thing. That might be a little bit of a a, a different process. So I would say we fit more in the uh, more on the process part quality side of things. This is actually uh, very educational for me and uh, very insightful. So, um, uh, David, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. The Studio 2.0 is certainly um, a very exciting uh, software program that a lot of Canadian manufacturers can use. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. A big thank you once again to David Manila for joining me, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. It is very appreciated.